0: G'day, folks. Welcome to Pause and Listen, a podcast series brought to you by Big Dog Pet Foods, the leading pet nutrition provider in Australia with over 20 years of experience in the pet industry. We provide educational resources for pet parents and are proud of being transparent in everything we do. The podcast series is hosted by me, Johnny Manning, and we bring you interviews and deep dives into pet nutrition, pet care, training, and regular Ask a Vet segments. So thanks for tuning in. Now get your tails wagging, and we'll get yapping. <laughs> Okie dokey. this is a take for the podcast with uh, Alan Hain. That's it. And Chris Essex. All right. I'm Talking about off. bugs. Good day, pet owners, fur parents, and lovers of all creatures, great and small. Welcome to Pause. And listen, this is a big dog pet foods podcast and a place for you to come to find out all manner of pet related information. My name's Johnny Manning. Uh, and today, I have two exceptional people with me to talk about a crazy topic. I've got the founder and managing director of Big Dog Pet Foods, Mr. Chris Essex. G'day, Chris. Hey, mate. Hey? And I have a fellow who I'm going to describe now. It doesn't matter if he wants me to, to describe him this way. I'm going to describe him as a probiotic expert, Mr. Alan Hayne. G'day, Alan. Hello, man. How are you, mate? I'm very good, thanks. I need you to settle something for me straight off the bat. This is a question that uh, I've needed answered for quite some time. What the hell's a probiotic? You don't know what a probiotic is? No, I need you to
1: tell me what a probiotic is. Wow. Where it's do I'm you want me to start? It's a long story. we got time. So let's make it really simple. Please do. I'm, I'm. What I need you to do,
0: and this is going to be really, really difficult for you, you're going to talk to me like I'm an idiot.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you played for the Cowboys. Long time You're ago, too though. tough for me. That way, yeah, I'm not going to speak to you like an idiot. You, you can. Treat me like <laughs> I'm a moron. Explain it to me like I'm a moron. Okay. Well, probiotics rule the world. Full stop. Okay. Right? They're on our skin, they're in our eyes, they're in our nose, they're in our mouth. It drives our teeth. It drives everything on the outside and the inside. Okay. Right? And they're bacteria. They're very small bacteria that inhabit ecosystems on our body and in our body. And the bacteria we're going to talk about tonight with Chris are what we feed his dogs, the customers that buy his Robotics yeah. feed bacteria to the dogs to inhabit their lower GI tracts to make them healthy. And I'll get into that more in detail later. But that's basically, they, they work, they're symbiotic with us and we can't live without them. And if you get an imbalance, you get serious issues as dogs do. What's a GI, mate? Uh, lower GI tract, gastrointestinal tract. Okay. It sounds yep. like you're talking to me about something of like Star
0: Wars, you know, midi chlorines and the force, these <laughs> things that inhabit all life
1: forms. It, they, is it, this is crazy talk, right? It's not real, is it? Yeah, it's real. This is right? real? Oh, man, my word. They inhabit the soils, everything. Okay. Drives the soil health. Okay. So the but the ones we're talking about live in in our gut biome and live in dogs there's thousands cats, right? of them there's more there's more bacteria in us than what there are our cells there's trillions of them Yeah right mm. but there are different strains of probiotics right Yes but interestingly interestingly in the commercial probiotic world there's only around about half a dozen key probiotics that promote all probiotics so bacteria prefer like-minded bacteria around them. So what happens is if you've got a see, there's E. coli in us, inhabit but that's our systems. That's a bad thing, E. coli. It, yeah, pathogen. it's a pathogen, but it's under it's it's in balance. So these key bacteria we use, it's only about six, right, will go in and they will promote, they will promote beneficial flora around them. So what happens is they lift up all the beneficial bacteria in their ecosystem around in the lower GI tract, the lining of the GI tract mainly. Okay, you say beneficial bacteria. What do you mean beneficial <clears throat> Okay, bacteria? so you've got pathogenic bacteria and you've got beneficial bacteria. Beneficial bacteria contribute to our health and they do all sorts of things. They influence our behavior and they do in dogs too. They influence behaviour. It's been connected with anxiety in humans, and the same in dogs and and uh, most animals that we rear. Mm. Um, so what happens is those beneficial organisms outcompete the pathogens for spaces in the lower GI tract, intestinal wall. Are you with me? I'm 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 with you. Okay. So what? So happened? the intestines in the yeah, intestines. intestines and so so what happens is over a period of time in our lives we can have antibiotics. Now the antibiotics they target pathogens. Okay so we're talking probiotics probiotics and, and anti-biotics. antibiotics. Antibiotics are compounds that destroy pathogens. But they also have a residual effect of destroying beneficial (laughs) bacteria. And about one in three people don't get that back. Same with dogs. Could be hiring dogs. I don't know. I've only seen papers on humans. So when you
0: you go to the doctor with, um, oh, you know, I've got a flu or something, Mm. I'm going to put you on some antibiotics. Mm -hmm. That destroys the pathogens, but also
1: destroys the good bacteria. You need antibiotics, full stop. But bacteria are very smart. So they, they then become antibiotic resistant and you've, that's why we're getting to the end of a lot of antibiotics yeah, in the world yeah, now. It's yeah. becoming a problem. Yeah. So you've got these really virulent strains of bacteria that are resistant to most um, antibiotics. However, so getting back to our analogy of beneficial and pathogenic bacteria, so pathogens take away, right, and they create problems in the host and it depends what sort of pathogen it is of the severity of what it does. Now, if you take a beneficial bacteria every day, and they can't be just ordinary bacteria. The bacteria that Christopher uses is some of the highest quality probiotics money can buy because they've got to be microencapsulated to go through the acids of the gut to go to the lower GI tract. So they're like an M&M. What's microencapsulated? An M&M? Yeah, an M&M is. Yeah. It's chocolate, what's it got on the outside? Like candy. It's a layer of candy. Yeah. And that's, that's a that's a microencapsulated bit okay. of chocolate. Oh. So what you've got is these minuscule bacteria that are really small that are coated. They've usually got a lipid over them. And that goes through the acids of the gut into the lower GI tract where they, the lipids broken down, they come to life. And then they'll start to proliferate in the intestines and in the surface of the intestine where they will then create natural antibiotics that will crowd out pathogens. And if you feed them every day, because people say, why feed them every day? Well, if you feed them every day, you're seeding that lower GI tract every single day. So what happens is they come to life, they, 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 come, they grow double every 20 minutes to half an hour. So you might be only putting in a couple of billion, but when you look at the numbers of them multiplying every 20 minutes to half an hour, you get a proliferation of these beneficial bacteria in the lower GI tract which then gives to the host; it promotes their health in many, many ways. When did you
0: realise you needed to provide a supplement probiotic? Well, I think um,
2: you know we had growth in our business from Rolfa, which was which was great. You know, we've seen that more and more people. But then, you know, when Al reached out and we're looking and we're, uh, at some of the stuff that Al had sent through, it it, it again it, like like Bold moment. It made a lot of sense, but no, it's already familiar with probiotics for sure. But then you start thinking about these poor dogs that are on these processed diets. And some of our customers out there that now today buy our probiotics might necessarily feed raw, they might still be feeding a kibble diet. So that's when it reala- I realized, Makes okay, a big so we can help these dogs that aren't on our product, right. but are actually on a that's processed great. diet that might be kibble, cooked, canned. They can take our probiotic, and we're now going to be also able to supply this wonderful probiotic supplement that is going to help these dogs tenfold from from where they were because you know, that that probiotic product our so probiotic strong that it, so it overpowers the pathogens. So, yeah. so it, it was going to benefit them. Now, of course, we're going to get at some of our our um, feeders and customers that are also going to feed that on top, and I do that as well. I just do because it's such a good product, and because there's also so many other studies and beneficial studies um, from the strains that we include in our in our formula. You know, so I want longevity. I want my dog to enjoy the very best of its its life. You know, it's on the raw. It's getting everything he possibly can. UK now with with the you know
0: the the probiotic on top as well. What's been the evolution of the probiotic that from the first one that you started to provide to the one that you provide today
2: yeah so right from the beginning there was a little bit of tweaking you know to yeah. to where we yeah. where we wanted it some fibers and different yeah, yeah different, that's different it products, um, yeah. so i don't think there's been too much of a tweak of that formula uh, from what we've originally went to the market with we have been very happy with that we were just ahead of our time but it took two years for us to get some traction with well, can I whatever? tell the story
1: about when, you, when I first went to you and I said, Chris, this isn't cheap. It's going to sit on that, on that shelf with your Blackmores and all your other standard line probiotics and it's going to be dearer. I said, but in two years' time, I said, you'll be selling that. Well, guess what? That product is selling its head off. Right? And I've got three case studies, if I can mention three dogs in particular. So i got my dear old mum... She's eighty-four. Scruffy was this dog's name. And she used to buy rump every single week and cut it up for those dogs. I want your mum to feed me, and every that, week. and that's, that's stra- and Scruffy <laughs> only just died the last couple of months, but and he was nineteen, right? So raw food. Okay. She used to give it a little bit of a singe in the pan, right? But still raw in the middle. Right? Now, my brother had a dog called Buster. Noel lives in Rockhampton. had a little dog called Buster, a little worried thing, I don't know what he was, but anyway, he was 12 years old and the uh, vets wanted to put him down, and Noel rang me and rang his, his ex-partner, Sue, was in, working a vet, and we, we said, "It sounds like this dog's got a problem with a, with a tooth. It might have a bit of sepsis." He said, "Don't let him put it down, boy." I said, "I'll send you up a probiotic." I said you, I said, "You get him to give him an antibiotic." And Sue and I both agreed. And I sent him up that that formula you used, right? And he was twelve, he died at nineteen, right? Now I had a, I had a now he fed that dog, he fed him mints and stuff, but mm. kibble and everything, right? So I had a border collie, and she she used to eat kibble and the standard stuff, because I didn't understand this until I met Chris with with the foods. But that border collie, I used to, wish to take it to the vet when she was 15 or 16. The vet could not believe her health, especially her teeth, because it reflects in their mouth. Well, she died when she was 19, and she oh. got that product every day for 10 years. 19's a good example. Yeah, inch. now, I'm not oh, saying that's nice. what made them live to 19, but, you it know helped. what I mean, because... Yeah, it helped. Yeah, it helped. Help might- keep her healthy. I'm convinced of that, because of what I've seen in the dairy industry. I know what we do in <coughs> calves, especially, that are very prone to diseases.
0: My boy Frank's fourteen, and he—I didn't, as you said, I was didn't realise the raw feeding, and I feel like such a fool, you know. We all do. You feel like an idiot, don't you? You know, when you when you finally someone—it takes five minutes to explain, and then you take however many years kicking your own backside for not working it out yourself, right? Mm. Frank's fourteen. He, he's been fed raw food since he was about six. But he wasn't fed terrible food, he was fed a bit of kibble, a bit of other stuff and whatnot. But he's gone great. Yeah. At Fourteen.
2: But you can turn it around.
0: It's never yeah, too late. Yeah, right. It's never too late. Okay. So you let's slow the aging down. Yeah. Why do dogs need probiotics? And and if we're all born with probiotics, surely dogs can just, you know, survive with the probiotics they've got or yep. why? Well, there's a, there's
2: a number of factors that can affect their microbiome, so um, first and foremost is probably the food that they can eat, that they eat, that's not really suitable for the dog. So if they're eating highly processed foods, um, that will certainly knock around the, the microflora as well um, because they do need some of those foods. And some of those foods that we, we manufacture, obviously, um, with the, the fibres and the prebiotics, um, is certainly helping um, establish the microbiome or keep the microbiome nice and healthy. Um, there's other things as well that like our dogs are exposed to the stresses, um, vaccinations, uh, any other sort of chemicals that they're exposed to. This all this can all go down and, and start wiping out the the microbiome. So, you know, nice, fresh, healthy, raw food um, their evolutionary diet is always going to be uh, the first step for um, for helping to reestablish the microbiome. Um, but then, then you know, there's other there's other factors as well, you know, that, that you might want to supplement. And why wouldn't you with probiotics? Um it's it's especially ours, you know, obviously um it's very strong. It's the strongest on the market. We've got this lovely range of um of different strains that go in there as well and Al our touched on, um our our um strains are actually micro encapsulated, so they do survive that, that journey from the mouth all the way through to the um, the gut and the acidity and the pH of the, of the gut through the intestines and end up in the intestine wall and, and in the colon and then they proliferate from that so that's the majority of the strains that we microencapsulate and then we 've got the, the Japanese strain as well the the bacillus subtilis
1: the spore bacteria spore
2: bacteria so mm. they, they microencapsulate and they're brilliant and they're a soil organism um, when there's a lot, there's a lot more. Um, to talk about there as well, but they naturally um, uh, have a protective coating when they're going through the body as well and they're exposed to those sort of temperatures. So they they actually um, yeah, protect themselves and then when they get in the area they need to be and then they'll start seeding and... and, and
1: multiplying.
2: Um, and multiplying and proliferating and, and doing what they do as well. And, and you know, that, that particular strain as well, the soil um, microorganism we've got there is... Um, you know, it's fantastic for knocking out pathogens, and I just had a little reread the savo. So, sixty-six antibiotics mm. that particular um, strain that we have, Bacillus subtilis, is responsible for manufacturing naturally um, by itself. So it goes to town on all the pathogens, but then it also supports, which is what Al was talking about as well, all the good bacteria there as well. You know, so
0: it's like the it's like the bouncer out It's the, the, the master microbe. Yeah, it's the master microbe. This feels like we're talking about this entirely new civilization and culture that we just can't see. It's it seems like this entire subsection of existence. You know, it's 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 a, di- it's, a new, it's a different world. It's the miniature world. How do you guys get your head in the space to you know, for one of a better term, see the matrix? You know, when you're talking about.
1: Many many years. Probiotics, like how,
0: like like it's to me. I'm I'm sitting here trying to visualize what you guys are talking about, and how do you guys get you to a point where you're actually in that world? Well, one other little freaky thing I'll
2: just mention before we get there is all of our cells that Al was talking about as well. You know that there's more there's more bacteria than than our cells in our body. We know how many there is, but inside the cells, the mitochondria. Guess what they are? What? Bacteria. Oh, jeez. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. So, the, so they're the cells that are giving us the energy,
0: So ATP. We bandy this word bacteria around all the time as it's just a primarily a bad thing, but that's not the case, is it? No. majority of them is actually good bacteria.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Can I just touch on one thing you said? Yeah, touch. What, what, what Christopher said before was really important. You know, my mum yeah. and dad only call me that oh, no. and Alan.
0: Yeah, it's, there's three of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Alan. Uh, I've been sort of shooting you a sideways glance every time.
1: <laughs> so, it's like I'm in trouble. So, so what, what, what he said was really important about <clears throat> the food that most dogs are fed by their owners. And sadly, with it's all respect rubbish. to vets, rubbish. No, it's not. It's not. Now uh, let me explain it to you. It's just perfect, right? Because it happened last night. So my wife Louise came home with a bag, a, a very expensive bag of biscuits. Vet recommended all around the world. Every country's ingredients are on there, and and it was looked like it was had to be fed to pups. And Louise said, "Well, they told me that the nutrients in here that pup needs them, honey." I said. Yeah, they do. I said, but have a look at the label. Now, on that label, there was a series of nutrients which a dog does need. But sadly, in the top part, there's maize, there's starch. And what happens is you've got these carbohydrates. And just like humans, that's what's wrecking our health. Carbohydrates. carbohydrates. and starches and grains. And that's what they're, they're, they're processed foods at the end of the day. So when you get a fully blended and fully balanced raw meal for a dog, it is way better than what it is when you get these processed foods. Now, it's not going to hurt them. And Louise, well, why don't I just feed? Well, you can. It's not going to make any difference. I said, but if you do that every day, at the end of, the, at the end of their life, that's when you'll see it. The last half of their life, they'll start getting little issues like arthritis or skin conditions. The imbalances will start slowly coming through.
0: We've talked on different episodes about your background, Chris, being a food scientist, um, coming through uh, meat and small goods into big dog. At what point in your journey did the town clock fall on you about probiotics?
2: Yeah, I reckon I always understood probiotics and the benefits but um you know the strength strains um how they should be handled numbers you know that's i, I just used to take a probiotic yeah. and it wasn't religiously either um but you know it sounded right I, I got the concept yeah but i can't really remember when i was really heavily into it and i remember I mean, through you al you reached out one day and through paul yeah through his brother, yeah. um, who's been associated with Big Dog. He's been our, our Fridgie for the last 20 <laughs> years. Yeah, so, um, And then Al reached out and, and we had a bit of a chat and he sent through stuff through and I said, well, this just makes more sense. And then all the studies come through and, you know, he, he's been a massive influence on me and my understanding on, on probiotics and pre and the whole, the whole journey. Hey, this is interesting.
1: Guess what? What? The only animals that get sick... Like we do, obesity, arthritis, all the autoimmune disorders are cats and dogs. And our animals, we feed the same Same food. Same food. That's wild, eh? Mm. It is. Wild, wild, wild animals, they don't have these issues.
0: I mean, I, I sat here two weeks ago, or however long ago, I was speaking to Dr Nicole about organ health in dogs and cats. And basically, we went through heart, liver, pancreas, kidneys – and they're all diseases, chronic conditions that humans get and the animals get them now because of what we feed them, right? Which is similar exactly. to what we feed ourselves.
2: So it's a mirror image. So if you had a look at those diseases and, and the, the, the line on the increased growth year on year and then you replicated that as with dogs and cats, it's on the same, the same line,
0: right? So how um, often, do either, and I've, I've probably asked you this before, but you can, you can chime in as well. How often do you guys feel like you're banging your head against a wall? Oh, to all it's the
1: time. Not now, though. Not now. Not now. No. Mm-hmm. no. no it's because it's becoming more and more accepted. And what's happened is uh, that the industry is growing so much. There's just so much support. And it all started with your cult, right? Well, Remember okay. your cult. <laughs> okay, so tell
0: me about your cult. So yeah, it's still uh, going. It, it's still going. But yeah, yeah I I'd, I'd look at these little things. I'm like, what the hell is that? It looks like a you know little thing of milk or something, right? Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a little fermented, little fermented. So fermented. So, so, yeah.
0: so what, yeah. why does something that's fermented have the appropriate probiotics that you need? Why, why does it have to be fermented? Because the bacteria that ferment are the beneficial bacteria. We, we so you've got to grow it, right? Yeah. But does ferment mean just left out and
1: gone stale? No. no, <laughs> no <laughs> Sauerkraut's a fermented a good, food. Yes, it is. Sauerkraut's fermented.
0: Right. So tell me about fermented well, that's stuff. That's healthy bacteria. It's healthy bacteria. But how do you know? So so what? if my milk's off in the fridge, I'm like, oh, this is a good bacteria, I'm no, gonna drink it's, that. no. But so
1: tell me about tell me about that process. Well, you need the beneficial bacteria to kick the process off for a start. No, I get
2: it, but yeah. but right. so when it when you, that milk, um normally the pathogenic bacteria yeah. give foul odors. Right. Right, so if, you, if you've got milk <laughs> you smell it Stinks. So it's full of that, that's why you don't touch it right because you can smell, and that means that those bad bacteria is in that path you're smelling it get rid of it, and it's the same with everything the pathogenic st- they smell, yeah. and there's been studies about that as well yeah, but exactly. the the beneficial isn't doesn't don't necessarily smell, but you've it's a numbers game again, as what Al said, so let's go back to the sauerkraut, you prep up your cabbage and you add um a bit of water, and then you add your salt. So- and then the natural bacteria that is already sitting there present on the on the um, cabbage in the, and in the air in the air they they start fermenting okay they're eating the their um uh the postbiotics there's you know this post-biotic, which is farting they're doubling. They're the bacteria's, you know, they're that's growing. the byproduct product and that sort of stuff as well yeah. and all that, but they they're are breeding. replicating the replicating because they're growing and growing growing right. and they outnumber the bad. So all of a sudden you've got this natural product, shelf stable because the good bacteria have
0: outnumbered the bad. Bacteria. Why do they outnumber the bad? Is it because you put salt in there or what? Tell me how, um, so. Because there's more beneficial bacteria than pathogenic no, bacteria initially. So, so I understand that. You fed so, them appropriately. So once again, I will say I'm the idiot in the room. Yeah. So you are the idiot in this room man. See, see, he he just agrees immediately because he completely he knows me well enough. i be the idiot in the room. Yes, you are. Uh, um, okay, so not if if I've got cabbage right that I'm going to make sauerkraut with, and then I've got cabbage that I'm just going to put in water over there and just leave, right? What am I doing to this sauerkraut cabbage? That makes the good bacteria outnumber the bad versus the cabbage I've just left out on the back porch in water. Yep. What, what, what's the difference? What's making
1: that sauerkraut and good versus that go rancid and bad? Bacteria, salt, salt and salt air. When you yep. prepare when you prepare um, a, um, sauerkraut. You've got a. it's a process. It's a, a cabbage, You layer, yeah. layer of salt, cabbage, layer of salt, cabbage, layer salt. You push it down and you put a, a, a rock or something on top of it to hold it and compress it. Right, okay, right. great. So so what happens? necessarily a rock. Well, you we <laughs> know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. lid on it. Or a lid. No, no, some people put, put <laughs> well, it somewhere We're out. in the
0: mountains of Germany <laughs> yeah. in the 1500s here, so, so the, It's the control. So the <laughs> natural <laughs> yeast
1: and, 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 and uh, uh, in the air are yeah. uh, uh, then uh, uh, in that process are getting put in there as you put those layers in. Right, so as you put a layer in there, air's all around and, and slowly you build it up and then those bacteria will then proliferate. Now, it makes sense. If you've got a pathogen that gets in there, it could contaminate it and wreck Right, wreck, wreck exactly. Okay. so Okay, so, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You still need controls around it? Correct. No, that's control. kind of, Absolutely. I guess
0: that's what I was driving at, Yeah, there, the right?
2: lid and the, yeah, the trapped air is a control. Yeah. But that's why you've got to release it a little bit after a couple of days as well. You let a little bit of that air and gas out because it will...
0: I'm going way off scripty. Go for it. So what's kombucha? Is that does kombucha? have Because they like you say, that's really good for your gut, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what, So, tell me about that. How does that operate? Because that seems like a similar scenario where you're just leaving something to, inverted commas, go bad, but it's actually good for you.
2: Yeah, very much. I mean, that was something that we were looking at as well <laughs> and trialing at Big Dog, kombucha. Dog butcher. Kombucha, yeah, dog butcher. Very good. I? Marketing manager. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were trialing that because of the, you know, we we're chasing the bacteria and that as well. Um, and kefir was another thing, but... Yeah, kefir, what's that? Well, that's just raw milk, hmm? raw milk, and then you, you ferment away. Normally you have um some starter, some starter grains, hmm? and then once you've got, you, you put your starter grain in and, and you culture that up, and then you take some of that, um, the mother or... For the next batch. For the next batch, and you add that and you re, re-inoculate with raw milk again, and you just keep it going. And th- but this was this is so traditional. This is hundreds of years old stuff. Yeah. Okay. Kombucha. Back to kombucha. Green tea, um, decaffeinated green tea. Yeah. We used, and then then we'd add a bit of sugar to it. So that starts. That's the starter for the bugs, and then and then they start eating the um, um, the sugar, because that's their food source. And away they go. It just starts fermenting.
0: Okay. So at what point, Chris? Did you decide that, uh, you, know, you said you're always you know aware of probiotics and always yep. a fan of probiotics. At what, at what point did you decide, okay, with what I'm doing with Big Dog, I need to ensure that there is the appropriate level of probiotics in my food now. I'm not talking about supplements. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. But just with the actual product of your Big Dog patty. Well,
2: there's always natural probiotics. Right. There's always natural probiotics in our, in our product because it's raw. So we've got bacteria.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so you, you're going to have that good bacteria that's there and you're going to have some of the pathogens. You know, you're going to have E. coli, you're going to have some, just like human consumption food that anybody goes down their own buys for, for themselves. There's, there's a certain amount of bad bacteria on it. But you control the bad bacteria by the, the processes you have in your business, you know, the, the cleaning, the sanitary. Inspecting, inspections, all that sort of stuff, you know, all comes together on controlling bacteria numbers, good and bad. You know, so if we want to check our cleaning in our facility, we do a TPC, total plate count. And that sort of indicates where, where our cleaning levels are, you know, and then you can dive into What's that. What's the total thing. plate count? Well, total plate count, it gives me the total number of bacteria on that swab, be good or bad. So if you've got a lot of bacteria on there, you have, you're you not cleaning properly. And, and, and on what? On...
0: Yeah, on, on our On
2: our equipment. Mincer or yeah, yeah, all of that. Whatever. So we'll do random swabs uh, once a week throughout our factory, and then we incubate it up, and then we have a look at our, our TPCs, total plate counts, to make sure that our cleaning is where we want it to be. That's unreal. We do the same thing with uh, raw materials that come into our business. We will randomly pick uh, raw materials every week, and then we'll send it off third-party and te- test the TPC. Now, if the TPC is through the roof, we know that our supplier has not been following their quality system, their cleaning processes, their HACCP system. You know, so it's a very good quick indication for us to know whether our suppliers are, you know, aren't meeting our standards. Um, but then it's also a very good opportunity for us to to have um, the
0: confidence that our our suppliers are doing what they say they do, and just to reiterate, we've spoken about this before. Your standards are human-grade consumption standards. Well, we've got to we process you have in to, Queensland, right? yeah. yeah. So we've got to follow
2: the Safe Foods Queensland, which is if I'm making dog food or if I'm making sausages for human consumption, if I'm a butcher, it doesn't matter. We're all meat. You're the same following staff. the same
0: standards yep. that a butcher where I go to buy my steak is following. Yep, that's unreal. Yeah. It? Which is good. It's great. It's good for the customers out there. Thanks, that, fantastic. You know, they know that big dogs in Queensland and we've got to follow these standards and, and so be it. Right. So back to that initial question. So there's always that that naturally occurring probiotic. Um Then when did you turn around and go, okay, well, okay, I've got a couple of questions here. Mm-hmm. This is a yes or no question. Can you overdose on probiotic? Can you have too much? No. You can't.
1: Make a okay. poo a bit.
0: Yeah. it's Better yeah. out than in. Yeah. So that's one question. So question number two is with the added probiotic, when did you decide, Chris, that, okay, I'm going to provide a probiotic to put on top of the food or, or, or supplement the, the food? food. Yeah, oh, with the
2: food. Well, oh, the probiotic supplement? Yeah. Okay, so with the food, though, I'll just go back to food. So we've got natural levels of bacteria there, which is great for the dog's my, microbiome. But then, you know, as, as our business has evolved and – um people come into our life and opportunities and more suppliers and, and you meet people, you know, we've met another lady who does the, the goat's way for us now. So we grab the goat's way.
0: You bang that in there.
2: We add that into our, as into the, all of our foods. Now as because a s- that's another level of probiotics that goes in to our foods um, to, to increase because as I'll just said, you can't have too many. We just keep as if I've got access to it, let's get it in there. And, you know, we've tested that, um, the goat's way, and it's so high in the lactic acid bacteria, you know, all the good stuff that you, that you want. But then we've also played little games with it and we fed it different stuff, and that, that was the, the fun stuff. Like, what do you mean? Well, we feed them. <laughs> so you get you your, feed goats, what? your goat's way. So you get your goat's way, and then you start adding something like bovine colostrum in it. What is bovine colostrum, Chris? So um, let me get this right, Al, because you're the farmer here. Uh, so it's the two first two three days um, when a, a calf is born, the bovine colostrum is what comes out of the teat first, and that that is full of all the good stuff what like the berries. mother's the mother's immune yep. system. Yep. Yeah, or is passed on into it. the the calf, and now that's given this this calf this life.
0: Uh, yeah, nature's blowing about. my mind tonight.
2: Yeah, so th- it's and and it's all about this bacteria. How do we get this bacteria, the good bacteria, with which stimulates the immune system into the offspring. Our, our bacterial numbers, good bacteria went through the roof because yeah. we are feeding them. They just replicated even more, even quicker. So, you know, the bacterial turnover every 20 to 30 minutes, as like I said before. But if they're getting fed. That's, that, yeah. And so you're, mm-hmm.
0: you're putting the bovine colostrum into yeah, that. So we, we put bovine colostrum... <laughs> Don't look at it, my notes. They're not, not going to make take... any sense. <laughs> He's doing that to increase the bacteria in his, in his, in his that's way. That's right, yeah, to make yeah. it more
2: potent. And that's going into all big dog foods. Well, well no, th- this was when we were doing. Um, uh, oh, yeah, with the goats' weight, yeah, Absol- absolutely, no. So the bovine colostrum is, goes in and, and it, it stimulates that the numbers, the growth. You know, they just love it; it's, they just thrive on it. So then we played around with some other stuff, like um, um, I was reading about chlorophyll, and right, chlorophyll and, and, and is, yeah. exactly right, and, but it's, it's got HGG factor in it. So I'm going, okay, well, this, <laughs> this which growth, is this growth promote. It's it's amazing chlorophyll, <laughs> like for. For repair um, on on any animal, us included, you know, it it's got this growth factor that increases the repair time threefold. So I think, oh, through myself, I, was, I remember I'm driving to work going, Oh, that's bloody interesting. What if I shoved into the goats' way because it replicates so quickly? And see, so I do boom through the roof the growth again on oh, by just simply adding chlorophyll into the goats' way and feeding the bacteria this product that has this HGG in it. It's
0: incredible. No, do you guys realise you're mad scientists that both is? <laughs> you are. You're a mad scientist, Both of See, he loves it, I love it. <laughs> we both love it. You are. Anyway, carry on. So okay. So So
2: you know that that's what's <laughs> always happening in our business is is these trials and and what and how can we do it? So yes, from lactic acid um, not lactic sorry, the, the goat's way, which naturally has nice levels of bacteria. What other ways can we as a business help to get those numbers even more potent? And get that in because obviously we've got a formulation we follow and so much goat's way goes into this particular batch. But if I'm putting goats way now that's been jacked supercharged, jacked up, um, you know, even better. It's even better for our dogs, right? And our cats.
1: That's it, unreal. It, it's a win win. That's outrageous. And it affects awesome. them from the teeth right to the anus.
0: Yeah. So it Skin, starts there.
1: Teeth, everything. Yeah. People don't realise that.
0: What I got so many questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with this one because this one's yep. a little bit easier to, to go on. So I've got this vision in my head of pre-civilized humans and pre-civilized animals, right? All of these things you guys are talking about, the the colostrum, the um the bacteria through birth, have we just got these perfect bloody Animals and beings that just don't get
1: sick. Well, there was no glycosphate around then. There were no additives. No were no, but, were that's no I mean. but that's there, what I mean. But that's what I mean. They're there going through this incredible. No poisons. No. But idea.
0: you know, if, if I'm gonna um, talk, uh, if I'm gonna. Yes, well, I
2: know where you're going on this, and the, and the longevity factor is 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 a definite real possibility because that's what they're talking about now with the. Um, uh, what, we t- what I mentioned before inside the cells the um, mitochondria mitochondria so that we're now talking and, and started, a lot of studies are happening now about the mitochondria and how we can um, have much healthier mitochondria um, replicate healthy mitochondria and because mitochondria is ageing if you don't look after your mitochondria you'll increase your ageing so it, it's kind of going down that path which is the bacteria so essentially what they're saying is feed the bacteria what they need and protect that bacteria there's only a couple of things that will, will actually protect the mitochondria.
0: Um, and Na- I don't know you're going to get into that. But no, I, you know. I, I'm, I'm, th- I'm sitting here. I've got in my brain this vision of Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park saying, nature finds a way. Does right.
1: right? it? always does.
0: And, and I've just got this vision in my head of these almost perfect bloody homo sapiens and these perfect early canines that just die of either falling in a river and can't be able to swim or old age or they just, they don't die from these chronic illnesses. They don't. No. No. Well they're, and, the, and, they're the blue zone people. And and we've got, you know, 30,000 people being diagnosed with cancer a year in Queensland alone. Yep. And it's because of what we're doing to ourselves. Diet and lifestyle. Same for our pets, dogs and cats. Same for our dogs and cats. These. Yep. And I get so frustrated when someone says to me, oh, my dog's got this really bad skin issue, so I've got to feed it, X. And I, <laughs> it takes all of my energy not to, you know, grab him in a headlock and say, start
1: feeding them raw food. Yep, start there. That, that's usually, an, a, a, that's normally a, a response to a pathogen. The lower GI
0: tract. My dog's got diabetes, so you know we're on medication, That's different. and I'm feeding this. I oh, know it's different, but I'm just going through these issues that people say their dog has, and I get really frustrated. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, you know what I mean. I get super frustrated. Well, you're doing your bit here. This is what this is about. Is is
1: you know trying to educate well, the, here the we pet go. parents
2: so out there. And
0: so here see. we
1: go. So look, so that really expensive, forty dollars. A kilo kibble I was talking about that all the vets recommend globally. Right, so what's in the main, the main, uh, right at the top? Rice. Well, of course. Wheat gluten. Of course. Maize. Makes complete sense. Beet pulp, maize flour. Because as we know, maize gluten, soya oil. Like, come on, like that, they're the main ingredients. So everyone looks in, but down the bottom, there's all these lists of iodine, all the all the different constituents, omega three fatty acids. I think, oh, that's really good for them, but they are ignoring the main driver in that lower GI tract, which are those grains and mazes and starches, the sugars and sugars that are feeding the bad bacteria, undesirable bacteria. Yeah,
0: but but I mean, this is
1: you know, it seems like every every
0: time I sit down and talk to you, or whether it's you know. One of the vets that w- that we talked to, I, I sit here and I come away just going, I can't believe how stupid people are. And when I say mm, people, I'm not talking mm, individuals. I'm just saying mm, no, 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 no. We're all bloody not, stupid. No, they're not stupid.
1: They're just not educated. Uninformed. Un- yeah,
0: uninformed. That's ha- not stupid. But half the time, you inform them and they don't want to be told. It well, bothers, it bothers well, me.
2: But that's that's that's, that's s- not on you, and it's not on me, and it's not on Al. It's we do our job by educating, yeah, and giving them the choice on what they want to do and what what suits them at this point in time in their life as well. Like you're saying a $40 kilo of um dry dog food and you're right I don't know how they can get it that much but there's also a a $3 a kilo bag of dog food right so that's
0: Yeah it's the same same right? Same
2: same so but you know it's it's some people can only afford that at this point in time. So and, and you know that with studies um Dr. Karen Becker and that even a 10%, you've got this kibble and you're putting 10% raw meat in it, you're helping the dog's nutrition and and its life considerably just by adding 10% raw. I mean, we want 100 and you're going to get, your dog's going to thrive but, you know, just
0: some sort of inclusion goes a long way. At what point did you, did you think after your work with cattle, this has got
1: to be good for dogs? Wow. My wife had a friend that had a, had a King Charles Cavalier, and they are. Uh, it was notorious for getting these skin infections between the toes. Every time we went out in the grass, we used to get these blow up and these skin infections. And I said, Tony, why don't you feed this supplement I've formulated for dairy cows to stimulate their immune function? And see what happens. She said, Alan, I've tried everything. So I've had it at the vets. Says cost her a fortune. She put that in, and it cleared up within two weeks. That was the first time
0: I'd used it in dogs. And what happened then? When you go, oh my God! Okay.
1: Uh, I was that big. Look, dogs like yeah. like like I had thousands and thousands and thousands of cows and calves on it, so it was just sort of one yeah. of those things in the background that uh, I didn't. I didn't take any notice of it, and um, I didn't have time, so it just naturally grew. And she gave it to one of the vets. Down at the Gold Coast here, that was using it in post-operative procedures, and they and they noticed the uh, the dogs were getting over their operations much more efficiently. Well, I've seen papers showing that humans that are that do take a really strong course of probiotics after surgery, and dogs too would be same with dogs. They do get over their surgery much quicker. It makes sense because normally they've been they've been smashed with um, drugs and, and antibiotics, which they need. Which they need. I'm not knocking them. No. And they do their job, smashing that any, any potential infection first up from opening up the, 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 the animal um, and the wound and the healing and all that. But what happens is there's a, a slow, prolonged process for that animal's or, that, or the human's immune function to build back up because the base immune system in the, in the bacteria, the microbiome, has been smashed with drugs and antibiotics. So it's been well documented that that can postpone recovery and even it's even led to death if they don't recover properly. So it's really important in humans as well as dogs. and makes sense. It just makes total sense. We touched
0: on some pretty detailed topics here, right, which I've found fascinating. I'm going to bring it back up to like a a broader level. Chris, what are some, I'm going to say a dog that doesn't have the appropriate amount of probiotics in its diet from whatever source it comes from, what conditions have you seen or or been aware of having the right level of probiotics positively affecting? So yep. what conditions have presented that, okay, we've then uh, provided the right level of probiotics? Mm. Well, just by including probiotics
2: in their diet. Yeah. Oh, we, we get it. There's a number, you know. So obviously the number one thing is it, it stimulates the immune system by having a good bacterial microbiome. So if you're stimulating the immune system and or if you have a, a poor immune system, it can show itself and fester out in a number of different ways. Pores that you were talking about, you know, itchy pores, uh, poor coat, smelly coat, constant allergy issues to allergies, um, you know, because their immune system's suppressed. Smelly poo, smelly stools, um, uh, yeah, gut irritations all the time, just uncomfortable, bloating, farting, diarrhoea, um, yeasty ears. It, it just
0: it doesn't stop. But, but, <laughs> face. So, but but also, oh, oh, I want to, and then we, we've spoken about chronic illnesses as well, right? Mm. But I also want to talk about mood. Yeah, and, and And anxiety and your dog's demeanour. Because we, we know now that the gut and brain are so tightly connected. Yep, It's the same in dogs, right? Yep. The gut's the second brain. They say in humans. It's the yep. same for the dogs. So what you know, kind that, that of-
2: That communication's via the vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. Um, up and down it goes. And the postbiotics and the, the butrates that's from the central, um, sorry, the- Short chain fatty acids, mm-hmm. the butrates. That's that's a byproduct of the the probiotics. Yeah, so essential for those communication channels up and down to the brain and sending the receptors and telling them, hey, we're healthy here or we need a bit of help. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, I'll, there's so much out there now, right?
0: About that. So, so you you've got an anxious dog. Mm-hmm. You can positively affect their demeanor simply by adding probiotics to their diet
2: by adding probiotics and then there are specific probiotics now that there's been studies done yeah. which is one of our new products that's coming out and hitting the market very soon especially for dogs with anxiety and stress but there has been
0: studies done on this particular bacterium that, that helps that what I mean why do we have dogs that are anxious what I mean I, I want to be reincarnated as a dog because mm-hmm. I see their lives being amazing I hope you're what's, fed rule what's a dog got to stress about <laughs> How does it, how does a dog get anxious and stressed? I mean, I know there's separation anxiety. Oh, there's and so many sort of factors, stuff, but though.
2: But if the, if your body's not working properly, yeah, it can it can break down and and manifest itself in so many different ways. So mm-hmm. everybody's different. Like it, a lot of the information is coming from the leaky gut. So the leaky gut is the the intestinal wall where um you know it's starting to get holes through it. There's there's it's. What how am I, it's the
1: it's Bec- becomes porous. It's yeah, porous porous yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, at a microscopic level.
2: Yeah. So your bugs, if you don't have healthy bugs, protecting that wall, because that's their job. Protecting that wall
1: and stopping all St- the all that. All it that. stimulates that biofilm. Yeah. You get a strong biofilm. And it- that breaks down, you get seepage through into the into your bloodstream and that can cause all sorts of issues. It shows itself in many different l- ways. L- language is alert, but isn't that where the term and I'm not being
0: an idiot here, mm. but the term shit on the liver comes yes. from the, the the leakage in your digestive system that causes a certain change in your mood. I read something about this the other day, but it, it, that's a feeling you got.
2: I've got shit on the liver. Like we yeah, said, I've got shit yeah, on the liver. Yeah. But it, it's, it's yeah, it's... it's But it's an actual... Maybe, maybe. Who knows with these microbes? They might be sending
0: their <laughs> saying, hey, I've got shit on the liver. Yeah, but I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I believe, I, I mean, I could be lying. Yeah, but that's what I've I've read that the act term actually comes from the fact that there is a leakage through your digestive system into your organs that actually changes your bloody mood and gives you that. Ugh. Yeah,
1: well, that's what pathogens do. They they can break down the biofilm in the in, the, in the, on the intestinal walls, causing that seepage. And, Jesus. You've, got, and you've got miles of issues: arthritis, behavioural issues. But you uh, what pathogens are all pathogens do send you messages. Like
2: when you've got these cravings for sugar or yeah. carbs or anything like that, because they all ends up as sugar,
0: that's your bad pathogen sending messages that oh, I want that product. Okay, oh. I get those because I get it. I'm like, man, I really need a sandwich because, you know, it's the wheat. So, what's that? Tell me what's happening. Uh. I don't know. It depends what sort of sandwich you know. But you know, Yeah, I'm not saying it. You know, they, they
2: want yeah, potato chips. Or yeah, or yeah, that. yeah. I want that now, stuff. Maybe their diet's been pretty ordinary the last couple of days. So, so then, you know, it, it kind of gets on a little bit of a roll. And it turns around that quickly, by the way. Yeah, it does
0: too. Yeah, right. that quickly. So your gut health it can does. turn around that quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, right. Your body's a phenomenal vessel because- Because I, we're I, all I, bacteria. I, <laughs> stop saying that. It's freaking me out. <laughs> but I'll get the times that I'll come home and like, all I want is green vegetables. Mm. And it's a different kind of craving, right? Yep. It's not the deranged craving. It's almost like a focused craving, right? Yeah, the deranged craving. Ah, oh, I just want potato chips. Ah, I'm like the Tasmanian devil. Yep. But if I come home and I want green vegetables, I am laser focused on that. I just want some broccoli and some beans. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. Human body, the, any nature.
2: Right. Yep, and those yeah. are signals that will be coming
0: from your gut. So that started off as a question around dogs' moods being altered positively mm-hmm. by probiotics. So the same thing that there's there's studies
2: out there now that the the use of probiotics and how it's um, helping dogs with behavioural issues, and anxiety, human. stress, and anxiety, and for man. sure. But um, all that all of that above, you know. So a lot of the the dog trainers and, and whatnot now, I, I certainly recommend it. And,
1: and interestingly enough, like, what we all know people that smoke all their life.
0: Yeah.
1: And some die at 80, some die at 90, but for everyone that dies at 80 or 90, there's 10 that have died at 50 Younger, and 60. Yeah. Right, so just because uh, an organism's getting a bad diet doesn't mean to say he's going to die... Very shortly, because everyone's different genetically, and it's but it's the outcome at the end of it. And what we focused on, and what Chris has focused on with all his products, is the health of those dogs, especially when they get into their midlife and into their older stage in life, because that's when the problems arise when they've been fed a poor diet. And it's also in the the main, am I right?
0: Yeah, and it's 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 also about giving the best chance as well, right? So, yeah, you know, whilst you said everyone's every Different. You could be feeding a rubbish diet and live to whatever, but you don't want to take that chance of being that one in fifty. No, you'd rather be the the forty nine. He's fed the right
1: diet and well, here we go. To- here we go. My mum's eighty four. Yeah, she's thirty three kilos. She smoked up till ten years ago. She has the worst diet. She's had the worst diet ever, and she's in hospital in a aged care facility. And she is not in poor health. Eighty four. I've got a friend of mine. He's eighty four. He plays tennis three times a week and golf twice a week, because he's looked after himself.
0: That's what I mean. You know, you'd rather give to give yourself that the better chance. You do the right thing. You don't absolutely. You you don't take a a a risk saying, "Well, I'm going to be the the outlier here."
1: Oh, there's a lot because of people say I'm here you for a, You've heard this saying: "I'm here for a short time, uh, for a long time, uh, for short time. I'm not not long a long here time. for a good, good time, time, not a long, long time. time." Yeah, right. So we've all heard that saying, yeah. and now we're getting old and we see these things. Um, but I mean, that's coming just coming like, to fruition.
0: But that's like anything in life, right? You yeah. want to you want to be good at something, and you want to be good at living. Yeah, you want to be good at something. You don't sit there and go, "Well, I'm just gonna decide that I'm the outlier that I don't have to work for it." It doesn't. Life doesn't work like that. No, you've got to put the work in. You've got to do the right things to be good at something. It applies it's right across the board. <laughs> Very profound. So profound. <laughs> the, the current big dog probiotic that is on the market right now—that's yep. what we're talking about. What does that actually do? It's a powdered form, right? Yep. Right, and what's the, you, you dose it uh, appropriate to your dog's weight? Yeah. Yep. So, what's the that, dosage levels there. what's that doing for my dog
2: what it's doing for your for your dog is it's supplying you a very therapeutic level so a very high level uh, 20 billion CFUs per dosage five gram dosage like a teaspoon you're going to get this beautiful range of probiotics in there all these different strains uh, that are complementary to your dog's um, health so uh, first and foremost, it'll stimulate their immune system. It'll help their digestive issues. It'll keep um, their, their stools healthy, their, um, any of their byproducts, you know, it, like their stools and that, regular, yep. clean. Um, and also in the product, we've got prebiotics. So it's the food for our probiotics. Now, our prebiotic in the big dog formula is freeze-dried green banana. So the freeze-dried green banana is full of inulin. Well, it's about 6% inulin. And that is like this, this amazing food for the probiotics. So that's the probiotic. It's the food for the probiotics, the bugs. Now, when this goes through, when the dog takes it in, digests it, and all the magic happens in the intestine, the colon, then we've got the postbiotics going on, right? And those postbiotics then are forming the short-chain fatty acids, such as butyrate that we're talking about. And then all that is communicated up to the brain. And then, it, as I said, it's going to say, hey, I'm feeling really healthy. I don't need anything. I'm good. I'm here. I'm whatever. It just makes the dog's health. So the the mix that they're buying is a prebiotic, probiotic enzymes. Mm. Um, and that's it. That's the
0: package all they need, all in a five-gram dose. And then that produces the postbiotic.
2: Yeah. Well, well it gets into the system. And, and naturally, the body will then process that and do what it does. And the bugs will do what they do. And that now is creating the postbiotics, which is the new catchy mm. probiotic tool. Uh, that's only because there's more studies that have come out about the benefits of the postbiotic, which is the, the communicating, um, uh, they're communicators, post-communicators to the body, as I say, via the vagus nerve and
0: everywhere else. Yeah. There's probiotics that you buy for people that need to be kept in the fridge. What's, does yours, does no. the big dog need to be kept no. in the fridge? So you'll see it in the stores. Some of, them
2: are, of our customers are, are ranging in store, in chiller, yep. fridge, sorry, uh, and some are just on shelf. And it, it's either or it doesn't matter because of the, the microencapsulation
0: that happens with those probiotics.
1: Don't have to be refrigerated. So why do
0: the human ones have to be refrigerated?
1: No, a lot of them don't. They don't? The, the high quality ones do not require refrigeration. That's all okay. I'll say there because I don't know. For aspersions towards different yeah, yeah. products, but yeah. but I know from my my uh, journey in the dairy industry that anything that had to be uh, in the fridge it was really substandard in my field, and I would dare say it could be the same. And
0: you guys talked about it's a game of numbers with probiotics. Yep. What's the big dog number? What's that? What's the? It's in the billions and millions, right? Twenty it? billion per dose. Twenty billion. Yep. Good bacteria.
2: 20 billion CFUs will call out, which is colony forming units. Colony forming units. Which is good bacteria,
0: yes. It's good bacteria.
2: A very viable bacteria. 20 billion per dose. Yeah, Which if you, and and it's not, we say it is a numbers game, but that's huge compared to a lot of the other products on the market Mm. and in consideration to the strength that we know that these strains work at. They've all been been tested and trolling it for dogs. So we know they work. It's not there's some random probiotic that's thrown in there
1: with a number. And
2: even if it was, our numbers
1: are still the strongest. And remember what I said earlier. You'll see something on the shelf that might have 24 lines of bacteria. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Why not? Because, remember what I said, there's six or seven key bacteria that stimulate all bacteria in the microbiome. You don't. So normally when you put more in, you've got to have lower numbers. Normally they're not very viable. Um, those lines there that Chris uses in that product he's got are all very powerful probiotics does that, that stimulate the whole microbiome. Does that number change once it goes
0: into the... Oh, I hope so. That's, that's, but that's the goal, right? doubles every 20 minutes every to 20 half minutes. an hour. You've said that before. Yep. So that 20 billion, once it's ingested, becomes 40
1: billion... 20 beans, nothing. There's trillions in the lower GI tract. Trillions. <laughs> it's nothing. But That's you get 20, 40, 80, 163, 26, 40, 1280, yeah. 2560. And then, 60, and yeah, then on and on and on. And, and then you're cooking with gas,
0: right? As far as Every day. those benefits and those messages that are going to the brain and the, the immune systems being, um, incre- the, yeah. the efficacy of the mu- immune systems being boosted and the mood. Receptors are being changed, and the you said you're an idiot. He's all over it. You're all over it. It's I don't know about that. that. It's tricking yeah. it. Sandbagging. You're it. tricking us. You asked a good question
2: um, <coughs> previously, though. Yeah. Why do we feed it every day? Then Have we got all these lovely numbers coming through, right? Okay. So you know the the life of a, a bacteria. No. Hell. Don't tell me. Twenty four hours. Okay. It varies hours. to
1: the strain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the general life is twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. So we've got to keep. I've got to keep yeah, replicating. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so why
1: pathogens can take right, over. Well,
0: that makes sense. It's got a sh- short life. It's got to keep replicating. That's yeah, mm. that's that's nature. Na- oh, I was about to say that. <laughs> Beat
2: me to you it. Now they know this. They say, hey, and all of a sudden it gets in. There's twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Because I'm, I'm I'm only here for twenty four hours. Yeah, well. So we've got to keep
1: replenishing and, and putting this good bacteria. And they, in. they <laughs> die off, but they die off. Those ones that die off are, are what cause you b know. Yeah, that's right. And acids that's and right. And all that sort of stuff, yeah. So they go, they go then into contributing energy to the animal. And
2: oh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they, they still communicate, even though it's
1: a dead bacterium. They're still communicating. But that's some of the post-probiotics you're talking about yeah. and some of the compounds that are produced at that stage yeah. in the cycle of the bacteria, yeah. Yeah,
0: the, the, the John Edwards of the probiotics world, mm. communicating from beyond the grave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, so I'm a uh, person who's picked up this podcast because I want to know about probiotics for my dog and just probiotics in general because this has been a quite a broad probiotics chat. Mm. What else do they need to know?
1: We have covered just about everything.
0: Yeah, I, it's you know, it's
2: probiotics um I think people get a little bit oh, it's probiotics. This is quite hard and technical and that sort of stuff, but it doesn't have to be. It's just bacteria. i Understand it's it's bacteria. It's good bacteria. It's going to feed into your gut and we're going to get so many powerful benefits coming from proper utilisation and digestion of what we're putting into our dogs and cats, right? You know, the probiotic are there to support some of the digestive enzymes that are found in, in our product. So, that you know, that's it. It, it just goes and we're, all, we're made of all these millions and millions of, of bacteria. This is just the the process that happens and all these benefits come from it.
1: <laughs> You know, there's two or three pounds of bacteria in our system, don't you? Pounds. You're mm-hmm. after two kilos of bacteria, up to three. That's um, that's it's incredible, isn't it? isn't it? Quite staggering, isn't it? It's just something that's never been spoken
2: about, like uh, until now. Like recently, we're we're starting to know more and more about it.
1: But it's go to it's TED talks. There's some unbelievable talks. It just makes sense. Mm. Again, it's just, it just makes sense. But I mean, that's, once you know about it, Chris, a lot of people don't understand
0: it. Yeah. I've got to tell you, I have only recently started taking a probiotic myself.
1: And? I'm
0: I'm glad I'm doing it now after this conversation.
1: Well, (laughs) do yourself a favor and Google probiotic toothpastes. Get a probiotic toothpaste. Well, I will say this. I will say this.
0: Just recently, I've found, and this is probably completely unrelated and it's only just dawned on me now that it could be the connection I don't get tired in the afternoons anymore right I don't and I remember saying to you know my girl Sarah I'm like yeah it's weird I don't get tired in the afternoons anymore
1: that could be the probiotic it, it might be other things it might you be don't but you don't know but it could well be but that's one of the things that, that people probiotic. do notice if you fix up a, an unbalanced microbiome in yeah. your in your system yep you're going to have more energy You've crowded out the pathogens. If you're taking a good probiotic, it can have a profound effect.
0: Right. Mm. You've been taking one forever, Chris, haven't you? You always take them. Mm. Yeah, I always take them. Yeah. <laughs> Would you recommend people to take them? Probiotics? Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. The first thing? Yeah.
2: The first thing, if you're going to take anything, well, you know, I'm a big fan of vitamin D. It's me too. Let's not get under vitamin you, D. You
1: got me under vitamin but D. On vitamin D. 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 But I think, um, yeah, probiotic. And the spore probiotics are the number one thing to look at first up if you're. The best. And a lot of them don't have that in there. No, they don't. And that's a Bacillus subtilis strain. All right, oh, is that how you
0: say it? I say subtilis. All
1: right, sorry? Thank you for that. I say subtilis. <laughs> subtilis. And <laughs> subtilis.
2: And Subtilis. <laughs>
0: subtilis. Same thing. Yeah. And for the dogs, no matter what diet they're on, yep. probiotics are going to be good for them. Oh, 100%. So <laughs> whether, whether, they're, whether they're a full uh, biscuit kibble feeder, whether they're a full raw feeder, give them the
2: probiotics they will see the results. If they're on a, a processed diet, they will see the results by ta- eating or feeding the probiotics much quicker than even on a raw diet.
0: 100%. So so the big dog, it uh, comes in a little tub, the big dog yep. probiotic? 150 grams, normal-sized dog. That's a month supply. So normal-sized dog is like 22 kilos, is it, or 20 kilos? You, what do you consider yeah, yeah, normal? Yeah, 20 kilos yep. would be. And so that's just a, a teaspoon? Teaspoon? Yep. Sprinkle it on the food? Yep. Have to mix it in water? Nope, no, nope. no. Nope. Just bang it on it's the. Not food. offensive in any way. It, yeah, yeah.
2: We're selling plenty of this product. Yep, because and people are just getting it, um, getting it, trialing it, seeing the the huge benefits that their dogs are experiencing, and then I think it's word of mouth and you know. Um, and but there's a lot more info out there, right? And we talk about the cycles that you were talking about with your previous business and, and the microbes, and then the raw feeding. This is the same sort of thing. This is but small. You know, it's taken time. People get trial it, they talk about it, see the benefits, and then all of a sudden it's, it's more... Tell their neighbours. Yeah.
0: What did you learn? What at? did I learn? Yeah, what did you learn <laughs> out of tonight? That's a good question. Yeah, put that it back that's thing. actually a really bloody good question. So uh, rather than... Uh, I'm probably just going to regurgitate a lot of the words you've said, but but the amount of bacteria that's in our body and the fact that within our cells is bacteria as well, It's I, I, what it's doing yeah. is it's adjusting my view of what bacteria is, right? Rather than, and and I know through my work with Big Dog that there's good bacteria and bad bacteria, right? I've, I've known that. But I guess I didn't understand how much good bacteria there was versus bad bacteria, if that makes sense. So this conversation has opened my mind up to that. It's really dialled in my interest into how incredible nature is. But the flip side of that is, and we screw up as people. <laughs> don't we just screw up? Mm. You know, we've screwed us up. We've screwed our pets up. And it doesn't mean we don't love them. It doesn't mean we don't love each other and love ourselves. But, man, we really make it hard for ourselves, don't we?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By messing with our- it's Not
1: animals. evident early on. Daisy. Sorry, it's, t- it's not evident early on. No, it's
0: not. It, it's not. No. So, so that's really hitting home to me yeah. because I can't get this image out of my head of these pre-civilization humans that are just bloody healthy, completely healthy. You know, that's re- that's probably the biggest thing that's sticking into my mind. And obviously, I'm I feed my dog probiotic and I have probiotic myself. And you know, uh, I'm. I'm as uh, a bigger raw feeding advocate as it gets out there, so that you know they're not my aha moments from tonight. But some of the some of the the talk around the pre pre pro post biotic that's bloody interesting too, because you're talking about a complete relationship and reaction
1: to the host from to this the bacteria to the host, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's that's what I find the most intriguing. That's fascinating
0: to me, you know. So for me, they're they're the things that I'm taking away from this. And and it's just like anything, right? Any educational situation you're in, which this is for me, if you can walk away with three key elements, then you're doing well. So I think they're the three that I'm going to potentially come back and look at again so they stick in my brain. Because obviously, you know, if you re revisit the information within 24 hours, you've got an 80% chance of retaining it. So they're the things that I'm going to revisit and go back into it. But that's what I've taken out of it. And, yeah, how does that sit with what you guys are giving me? Are you happy with what I'm taking out of it?
1: <laughs> yeah, anything you learn is good. Yeah. I've seen a whole dairy herds, 600 head herds. The whole herd changes behaviour in 48 hours. That's that's so big. And I've heard farmers say, What is in this stuff? <laughs> These cattle were flighty. So now they're chilled out, they're chewing their cud, they're relaxed. And the same thing happens with dogs and humans. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and a lot of anxiety is connected to microbial imbalances. And too. horses. And horses, and, and horses, especially horses. Yeah. My word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about horses, I, I remember once a guy out in, um, out at Chalmers Flat rode out to Logan there. He had a trotter there and he used to measure the poos and I'd seen this in dairy cattle where I'd tested the manure to show you the power of utilising the feed more efficiently and that that horse used to poo nine times a day and after he started on probiotics within within, uh, 24 hours they reduced down to six poos a day. What happened to the other poo? The other three poos, what happened to them? Where did it go? (laughs) <laughs> it was utilized. It was all utilized but more I mean, efficiently and given off as energy but to but the animal. But
0: that's the conversation we have around raw feeding, right? Mm. You reduce stool volume and you yep. re- reduce the, it, you improve the consistency, because the food's wow. being. Used and absorbed in the right way, so it's
1: there's less waste. It makes well, well one, of, one of the things it's we math, touched math, on, it's maths, you know, we touched on earlier, which we, we didn't emphasize on, is the smell of the dog's poo. Oh, we talk, changes we, on this yeah, product, we talk about True. that, mm. don't worry. And yeah, yeah. yep, and that's what to do with pathogenic bacteria. Yeah,
2: that's right, because mm. if they're passing the pathogenic bacteria out the back smell door, it, mm. it smells, mm. and that's what we're saying. We bet you, you know, yeah, pathogenic. Yeah. yeah, that's why, why a lot of those processed foods. Um, dog foods when they go out the back door they sit there and they don't break down and they stink highly pathogenic
1: Yeah, and I emphasise before we go you're not going to notice it straight away you'll feed a dog for years and years and years but as he gets to middle age and, and beyond that and if he has a challenge before that and his immune system suppressed you're going to have more issues with a dog that's eating those those processed foods than what you went on a raw food diet or a dog that's been fed a, a really strong probiotic that makes a difference out that other end too. Well, well, thank you. Helen hang. So thank you all. very much, Mano. Lovely to meet no, you. Thank you, Chris. Always <laughs> a pleasure. Christopher. <laughs> thanks, thanks, mate. Look, um, if you
0: are listening and you have any questions about this podcast, you can email care at bigdogpetfoods.com. You can get on the Big Dog Pet Foods website. You can call Big Dog <laughs> Pet Foods. You're going to hear a voice of a hell of a good fella if you ring Big Dog, right, Chris? Yeah, that's for sure. You'll hear my idiotic voice uh, telling you what to do, what buttons to press, but that's okay. Don't let that deter you from calling them. Um, You can get on the Big Dog Pet Foods Facebook page. They're on Instagram. They're on all social medias, TikTok as well. All your questions on probiotics, on raw feeding, on uh, canine and feline care will be answered. And if you like this podcast, do us a favor. Just give us a really good rating on whatever platform you're listening to. So thanks for stopping by and listening to Pause and Listen. There'll be another episode coming out soon. This has been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mano. Thanks, Mano. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information and content, visit the Big Dog Pet Foods website. Please note that the information discussed in these podcasts is general in nature and has been provided in good faith. For educational and informational purposes only the information provided is not nor is it intended to be a substitute for professional advice or care if any of the topics discussed raise questions or concerns for you regarding the health of your pet we recommend that you consult your veterinarian or trusted pet health provider for an individual assessment and advice thanks again we'll see you next time